This is the TJ Show. You know one of my favorite things about you, Jabo. What is it, TJ? Is that you're always pursuing new friendships. You're always finding and taking inventory of all the people around you, and you ask this question, can I be friends with that person? I like people, and I like to know what their story is. I want to know. We need more of that Mm. on our planet. So you've been going to physical therapy, and you're getting better and better, Yeah. and you met this woman who's a senior citizen. Her name is Shavella. Yeah, Shavella is great. She's a gem. What drew you to her and how and why did you start up a conversation with her? Well, we were both there healing and working. And she just started talking about her life and where she's traveling to and what she's doing now. And I was just intrigued by her. So you asked if you could interview her and share her with all of us. That's right. Thank you for doing this. You're welcome. What's some advice you would give 30-year-old you? Uh, The advice I would give myself was be fearless. For me to take myself on a limb, because that's where the fruit is. Ooh, I never heard it put like mm-hmm. that before. Yeah, you could stay in the safe zone, but that's all right. the fruit is out on the limb. Love that. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. The key is to get up and don't beat yourself up because you fail. Can you see why it's so important to strike up conversations with those who have walked before us? Very important. I love that you do this, j Great insight. You have a lot of wisdom. You've seen a lot of things in life. You are respectfully 70 years young. 69. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> 69 years young. You had mentioned that you wanted to be a veterinarian. Yeah. Uh, is that still a dream of yours? Yes, it really is. I see animals and I want to grab them and hug them. And anybody who have a dog, I want to pet them. <laughs> I would love to dog sit. I think that would be cool. I think that would help me get that out. Yeah, you should do that. Have you reached out to some neighbors or family members and started dog sitting? Uh, no, my neighbors, they everybody kind of stays off to themselves. Now, when I was coming up as a youngster, it was a village. Everyone knew each other. Everyone knocked on the door. Mm. Everyone checked in on each other. Where I could have went to one of them and said, hey, you need a dog sitter. But everything is so fragmented now. No one's talking to one another. I know. I think I would have loved that. I would have thrived in that environment. Yeah. Everybody's kind of doing their thing, their own thing. And so my neighbors, I don't have that kind of relationship that I would go and knock on their doors. And they don't have the kind of relationship with me. Well, that's where J-Bo comes in. Hey, hey neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here sugar. for you. That's right. Yeah. And I love also the idea of just... You've got something on your heart that you've always wanted to do and finding a way to do it, even if it's not being a professional vet, right. but taking care of a dog and like filling that desire you have. Yep. It's so cool. Do you think that's weird that this 30-something-year-old person is trying to befriend you? Oh, you know what? It's funny you would say that. A lot of my friends are younger than I am. Okay. Yeah. So, no. Not a matter of fact, it's the norm <laughs> that you befriended me because <laughs> most of my friends are younger than me. Yeah. Well, well, I love that. I think that if, you know, if me as a younger person befriends people who are well seasoned in life then we can avoid a lot of mistakes based on your y'all's experience well see you teach me and i teach you how do i benefit you as a 30 something year old technology teach me technology (laughs) i need to learn technology yes (laughs) that's a great question jaybo because it is is something that goes two ways yes i appreciate you sitting down making time to talk to me i appreciate you thinking that i'm worthy enough to sit down and talk to you i thank you you were a gem you were great i'm so thankful for you hey can we hear for shavella yeah shavella she's great thank you for interviewing her i love that i feel so grateful that you've shared her with us. You're welcome. Now she's your friend too. I was driving around on Friday 
and I get a phone call from my wife, Jess. She goes, hey, we're all going to the mall. Your favorite place, TJ. Yeah, they love the mall. <laughs> Kids are obsessed with walking around. They're just getting trained up to be consumers. And so I jump off the phone, and where I happen to be driving was like right near the mall. And I thought, ah, you know what? Maybe I should surprise them. Aww. I know that it'll make my wife happy. The kids will be so shocked to see me in the toy aisle. And so I pull into the mall parking lot. And funny enough, who am I right behind? My wife. It just happened to work out. I see what? our car and everything. Yeah, and it's not good to stalk people. But when you're doing it for a good reason, it's kind of fun. It's you your know, wife. You can stalk her. Yeah. So I'm, I'm behind her. And then I have to like put the visor down so I don't get seen by her before <laughs> I get into the store. And so I pull off into this little side lot. I park very quickly. I felt like I was Arnold in some sort of an action movie. Wow. Yeah, this is the most action that I get. And so <laughs> I'm sure I'm, you get more action than that. No, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like where things feel a little bit dangerous. <laughs> yeah, like I might I get you. seen. Now I start running and I'm jogging into the store because I want to be in the toy aisle when they get there. And so I get in and I'm there. And sure enough, my wife comes around the corner and it's so funny. She doesn't even see me. I'm literally right <laughs> next to her. So I go, hey, lady, watch out. And she jumps. She got afraid. And she was like, what are you doing here? Dad, and all the kids, they ran to me. It was a really great moment. Everything went really well. And so then I go, well, I better shop with them. And so we go around the whole store. Before we know it, we have a, we have a stroller with us. The whole stroller is filled with stuff. And so we get to the checkout and I realize this is a department store that doesn't believe in bags. They think that that's the thing that's killing the planet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of issues in the world, but that's the thing that's, that's going to save our planet. On, yeah. So now I, I'm looking at all this stuff and I want to get it to my car because my family wants to keep shopping and I have to go. So Jess looks at me and says, how are you going to get this out to the car? I said, oh, don't worry about it. I'm going to take a basket, you know, the hand basket. Right. Before it can even finish the sentence. A cashier comes up to me and goes, just so you know, if you take the basket out of the store, the alarm's going to go off. And I said, okay, so how do I get all this stuff out to my car without a bag? You can use a shopping cart. I said, okay. It's like so much attitude involved. So I go and get a cart and I put everything in there and I start strolling away from the store. But because I parked in the secret lot way far off, you know, when you take your shopping cart too far, (laughs) it stops. It locked up on you? Yeah, it locks up, which is amazing technology. I don't know exactly how it works, but it's really impressive. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So now I still have a walk, like a full jog. I remember I jogged to the store and I'm now balancing stuff in my arms. I'm trying to, I got macaroni and cheese falling on the ground. The ground's all wet. I got to pick it up. And then I'm just so annoyed. And this is where I have to rewire my brain because my human instinct is just to scream the F word. And you know, you don't want to do that in public. It's just so irritating. And so I finally get to the car after I'm bending over, trying to balance things in my coat. It's just, and I drive away just so annoyed. And I want to bring this up. Like, can we bring back even brown paper bags or something so we can carry stuff again? TJ, did you think that maybe you could just leave the stuff at the department store, go pull your car around, and then pull the stuff outside? Jable, life is hard enough. Like, we don't need Did we not think about that? No, we don't need complications. I don't want to leave stuff on the street or leave stuff in the store. I just want to take stuff to my car in a bag. That's it. Are you anti-bag? No, I'm not anti-bag. I'm right? pro-bag. Okay, good. Then let's all be pro-bag together and let's let's unify on this one. I understand your frustration. I'm just trying to you know think through the, the, the situation yeah, for you. I don't want to carry around canvas bags with me all the time. Is that so bad? Is that offensive? Yes. It's getting ridiculous. Yeah, it's anyway, super annoying. This is the TJ Show. Let's put it on the list of things that we have to do to get the world back to how it was. Hey, Jason, is that you in Albany, Oregon? Yeah. 
Jason, it's interesting. We were talking to someone from Oregon recently, and I asked them, why should everyone on the planet move to Oregon? And you're saying you actually did move from what seems like a very glamorous place, right? Mm-hmm. You were living in Hawaii, and you decided to move to Oregon? Exactly. I was born and raised in Hawaii, and we were expecting our fourth baby, and we just decided to look over here in Oregon. And it's not quite expensive as the other places. What it's allowed us to do here because of the cost of living is it's, a, it's allowed us to dream differently, right? In Hawaii, we never would have thought about having two cars, but here it's feasible. It's possible for us to have two cars here, even though we don't. Jason, what you just said is so beautiful. You moved because you saw an opportunity to make a sacrifice for the future generations of your family. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Man, Absolutely. What, what made you want to do that? Why, why were you so inspired to do that? Because there are a lot of people, and I certainly can think this way sometimes. It's really easy to look at right now and try to pour every resource we have into living a more, quote, comfortable life, a better life right now. Why is it so important for you to sacrifice, to leave beautiful Hawaii, to sacrifice for your kids? Well, the quality of living, you know, I, I, my parents, God bless them, but I don't want, I didn't, I didn't want to work the way they worked. They worked tooth and nail, and I respect them for the sacrifice they made, sent us all to private school, but we didn't, we didn't grow up with too much. We were usually living in a, in a apartment or, or a very small place that wasn't really accommodating for as big as we are. We're all, both of my brothers are 6'3", 300 pounds. You know, I'm, we, we favor the giant side, so uh, we're half Samoan and uh, half black, but we just needed the space, man, the quality of living. Um, Hawaii is a beautiful place. Don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful place. There is a family and very family-oriented, but space is very limited. And the space that you do get, it's very expensive. Um, two incomes in a house is a normal thing. And if they're not at least 100000 you're pretty much paycheck to paycheck. Mm. Here in Oregon, my wife hasn't worked since we moved here. And I'm, I'm able to just work my job and pay all the bills and have extra money. It's, it's, like, it's, 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 a, it's a very, very nice change. So. Yeah, we can make these moves at any time to be thinking about. Because, you know, I often hear people, I don't know if you've heard this, Jason, but sometimes people complain about their current situation and they look at other people and they go, oh, well, you know, what would it be like to have what they have? Sometimes right. it's up to us to make a decision for the future of our family to say, okay, well, we're going to start this right now. And I may never see the fruit of it in the time that I'm here right now, but somebody will, someone's got to start and hopefully you will. And it sounds like you already are. You sound like you're a very joy filled person. Oh yeah. And, and since I've moved, my, my sister and my brother have moved. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you started the train. You're an atmosphere shifter. You're a trendsetter. Yeah. This is, Jason, yeah. I got to hang around you a little more. You sound awesome. Yeah, they they both moved. My parents came to visit. They're they're thinking about moving. <laughs> I only have one more sister and one more brother. The house I live in, if you take that house and put it in my old neighborhood in Hawaii, it would cost probably one point three, one point four. Yeah. Million. Wow. Incredible. I, I paid I paid just a little bit over four hundred thousand for it. And it's brand spanking new. Yeah, you know? yeah never mind new, never mind shifting the next generation. You're shifting your current generation. Right. You're going back in time yeah, to shifting yeah. your parents' generation. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well so, Jason, so we, they, they love it. we are so grateful that you're listening to our show. I know that there's a lot you can listen to every single day, and the fact that you're spending some time with us is no small thing. So thank you for spending your precious time listening to us. You're very welcome. Keep doing your best, man. You too, Jason. We appreciate you. Have a great day. You as well. Bye. This is the TJ Show. This disturbing headline caught my attention. 
an entire state's population just had its data stolen by a ransomware group. There's a notice posted on Maine's official state government website, 1.3 million residents have had their data stolen. And it's important to note that according to a 2022 U.S. Census, Maine has a little over 1.3 million residents. So I guess it's not the whole state. It's just most of the state. It's still insane that it would happen. I want to talk to the people who have not been touched by the statewide hack. They've got to be feeling great right now. (laughs) (laughs) You think it's like really elderly people who don't have a Twitter account? Possibly the very few. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. It appears the cyber criminals have access to many a Maine resident's sensitive personal data, but exactly how each individual is affected is dependent on that person's, quote, association with the state. It's just so unsettling. Like, I'm not one who wants to incite panic because I do think, uh, you know, it's not the end of the world if someone has your data. Not preferred, but not the end of the world. And I've heard people who've had their data breached. You know, it's horrifying. Nobody wants to go through that. But what do you do now? I mean, we've all heard that term, the cat's out of the bag. (laughs) Like, we've been putting our data into things for so long. And it's weird that we all just kind of assume, that'll be fine. Eh, it's secure. They've got a lot of numbers. And, you know, as long as you use uppercase and lowercase letters, yeah, you're fine. And the <laughs> asterisk and the yeah. at sign and all these numbers. Ah, no I, one's going to get it. I don't think my stuff is completely safe. I'm just tired of worrying about things I can't control. Right. And do you keep putting your data and stuff? I sure do. Yeah, no, see, that's the other thing I can't figure out. Like, we know stuff is being breached. Mm-hmm. So why do we keep sending data around? But, you know, it's so easy. But you could buy stuff on the internet. As soon as you submit your information on the internet to buy something, that's data right there. Well, can I be a conspiracy uncle for a second? Okay. Because I got to warm up for Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, okay. Yeah, go for so, it. So, you know, because my uncles, they're going to be talking. Mm-hmm. I got I to gotta keep up. You got to join in. I got gotcha. you. Could it be that uh, we're all going to get so nervous that we're going to put all of our information into like these digital banks. You know, like I love Apple. Some of my best friends use Apple. I use Apple. I'm a big fan of Apple. Same. If I was going to trust any big company, it would be Apple over the rest. And at the same time, there's some really big incentive to put all of our banking information into Apple and like, you know, the Apple Pay card mm-hmm. or whatever. If that's now the thing where it's the only way you can be safe, you could see how everything could transition to that form of payment pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, but to think that digital is safe well, and you look, have to transform everything over there is it's wild. Well, it's that, not true. That's how nuts we are. They're yeah. saying, oh, digital's not safe, but let's get more digital and then you'll be safe. And everyone's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Let's line up. No more banks. <laughs> Great. So it's a weird time that we're in. And uh, if you're wondering, well, what kind of information do they have? Oh, it's a whole lot. You can look it up. The main.gov website has a whole bunch of details about what to do if you think your security has been breached. But yeah, unsettling times. And we're all breathing in and breathing out. We woke up to see another day. That's it. So very good. How are you feeling? Kenny, you love putting your data into stuff. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. (laughs) Kenny has nothing to be stolen from him. I have nothing to hide. Um, (laughs) When it comes to my money, I trust my bank and my credit card company to protect me from fraud. So yeah, like J-Bo, I I can't control it. I'm just going to live my life. Yeah, and you're really happy. I am. Yeah, he is. I'm smiling, baby. He's (laughs) here at night. (laughs) So let's all be more like Kenny. I do long for Kenny's peace and lack of care. Me too. Peace and love. (laughs) This problem hits me every Monday. I'm overhearing all the football conversations from the weekend. Jabo watches football. I feel like this will not only help me, but it'll help you too if you're like me and you're not as up on sports as everyone else. Producer Kenny, 
What, what is everyone talking about today from football yesterday? How can I jump in on the conversation? I think a big topic of conversation is quarterback Josh Dobbs, who is now playing for the Minnesota Vikings. This is his third team this season. Third team? Yeah, so he started out with the Cleveland Browns. He was traded to the Cardinals. Kirk Cousins goes down in Minnesota, so they need an emergency backup quarterback, so he's traded to the Vikings. Huh. Last week, their backup quarterback goes down, so he's thrusted in. Meanwhile, he was first arrived at the team facility the Wednesday before the game. He didn't have one practice rep with his team. He didn't even know all of the players' names yet. How did he do? He did fantastic. Wow, look at that. They beat the Falcons last week, and they just beat the Saints Good for him. I'm just impressed with the fact that this guy is an aerospace engineer. Yes. Like he literally, he did he did externship with NASA, which is probably why he was able to remember the, he didn't know the plays, but he worked out the games just fine. Wait, so he's an astronaut or a football player? <laughs> so he graduated from the University of Tennessee with a degree in aerospace engineering. He had a perfect 4.0 GPA. Wow. When he spent a season with the Jacksonville Jaguars, he had an internship with NASA. That same season. That's interesting. After his win last week, NASA tweeted to him, congratulations, Josh Dobbs, on yesterday's big win. Looks like you're a rocket on and off the field. We've heard you even got a new nickname, the Pastronaut. If the suit fits, wear it. He's brilliant. That's so cool. There's a guy I know who is a professional musician, but his dad insisted that he get a, quote, real degree first. Mm. So he went through and got this big engineering degree. And then said, all right, I got my degree. Now I'm going to go study music. And then he went to school again. And now he's a touring musician. And it's like, man, all these people with all this talent. That's really cool. Cool. All right. See, I'm loving football already. (laughs) You see? What else happened in football yesterday? There was an interesting play with the San Francisco 49ers where they recovered a fumble. And it looked like they returned it for a touchdown. But it was called back because all of his teammates on the sideline rushed the field to celebrate. So it was an illegal substitution. You can't have more than 11 people on the field. Yep. Don't so, you hate when that happens, Celebrate J-Bow? too early. When I said what else happened in football, I meant like the Taylor Swift update. What's the latest with Taylor <laughs> Swift? So the Chiefs were on by last week. So you'd figure oh. that there wouldn't be a Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey update, but that is not true. So by meaning that the Chiefs didn't play. Yeah. They had a good break. So she did get a headline. <laughs> so Travis Kelsey went to Buenos Aires, Argentina for a show that Taylor Swift's Eras Tour was playing down there. From what we're learning, she changed the lyrics to her song, Karma. It says, Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. Yeah. <laughs> and How about that? Mm-hmm. And there's video reaction of Travis when he heard that lyric for the first time. And then the thing that caught my attention was as soon as she walked off stage, there's video of her seeing Travis in the distance, sprinting to him, and then embracing him in a romantic hug and oh, kiss. You wish it was you? No, I'm fine. I'm in a happy relationship. You have a girlfriend, Kenny. Just want to remind you. (laughs) Yeah, good. I'm happy that you're happy in your relationship. I am well aware. But yeah, that video is going viral. And and the fans who took the video, you could hear the whole crowd erupt as soon as they embraced. Well, it's only fair. Taylor's been dominating NFL headlines forever. Now, Travis is dominating Swifty headlines. That's right. Our camera guy, Josh, had his basement flooded because his sub pump failed. Something goes wrong with the replacement, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And your basement winds up re-flooding 
all over again. A so second time, yeah. Just happen to clean everything up. And obviously, mm-hmm. this is very frustrating. And this is what it's like when you live in a house. Stuff like this happens. It surprises you. And like weird little things happen with the electricity. And you don't know about it until you go through it. And so you're down there and you're reconnecting your sub pump now for the third time. Third time. Yep. And it's taking you a little longer than everyone was expecting. I am no plumber. Right. No. Right. And it's Poor complicated Josh. work. There are people who do this professionally. And your wife comes down the stairs, and what does she say to you? Did you call your dad yet? Call your dad. <laughs> call your dad. What are you doing? I mean, call was, your dad. What, eight hours at this point? Yeah, I was probably around like the six and a half hour mark yeah, that yeah. I was down there working on it. Now, when she says call your dad, what does that do to your insides? How does it make you feel? Well, my ego uh, suffers greatly. Mm. And also, like you can imagine the state of mind that I was in six and a half hours into a project. And right before she came down, I tried to test it to turn it on and water sprayed all over over the place oh. and all over me <laughs> and i she has the best timing of anyone i've ever met in my life now when my wife. when she suggests hey you should call your dad does she do it in like a nice voice no 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 she because i mean and it comes from a nice place i know that but she wants to hang out she wants me to do other things sure. i've got other things i've got to do call your dad you know and she knows it's a pride <laughs> thing she knows that's why i haven't called him yet already yeah. so she has no sympathy for me or that situation <laughs> Much like my wife, she knows how to say just the right thing (laughs) to take a knife and just kind of ram it right into my abdomen. (laughs) And it's like, you know, come on. See, I try to get vulnerable around you, and then you allow me to have this vulnerability, and then you use it to stab me with your words. As a wife, we mean well. I I speak for myself, but I'm sure I know your guys' wives, and they're kind. They mean well also. It's more so of encouragement, sometimes accountability, well, it doesn't feel good, but it, it's helpful. It doesn't feel good, J-Bo. So I just know. take note if you care about our feelings at okay, all. Okay, thank you. So I'll take note. Then uh, camera guy Josh eventually realizes you can't do this on your own. I can't. Well, I took another hour to swallow my pride. I still tried. <laughs> but no, I did come to that point. And so you finally call your dad and you realize... Your wife, Ann, was right all along. You should have yeah, called your dad. Right. Would have given you a lot more free time over the weekend. And yep. you know what? And I think you did a good thing here. You admitted to her. That she was right. She was right. You want to hear this, Jabo? Oh, oh, yes, of course I, I do. Should I even ask? Yes. Why am I asking that? And Josh. <laughs> I was installing our backup battery sub pump. So what did you suggest I do? Call your dad. So I did, and that made things a whole lot better. Yeah. Your dad always seems to be able to help. Well, it's hard sometimes, because sometimes I want to... Brady. Go lay down. Do you put jingle bells on your dog? <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds like it, honestly. It's hard sometimes because I want to, like, do something by myself sometimes. But yesterday was not one of those cases. Yeah, and I feel like you do plenty of things on your own, but sometimes it's just best to ask for help. Then the job gets done. I mean, if my ego didn't get in the way, I'd have probably saved a few hours off of that day. Yes, that is. I would agree. And it's good to ask for help. Oh, there it is. Josh, I'm proud of you. Yeah. It's a good thing to be able to admit that we did something wrong and we should have listened all along. And when we're seeking advice from others, life is a lot easier. It really is. Yeah, you don't have to use all of your brain power to figure things out. You can use somebody else's brain power. So I say congratulations, Josh. Thank you. This is the TJ Show. Our news, it sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny... He reads through every story he can find in the world, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. What's happening on this Monday, Kenny? 
You know, there's a problem that's plagued the online gaming community for years. The sound of the Doritos crunch. Can you explain what you mean by that? How is that affecting the game? So if you're playing a game online, oftentimes you're wearing a headset that Mm -hmm. allows you to communicate with the people that you're playing with. Right. It's not a surprise to learn that gamers love their Doritos and will often eat Doritos while playing the game. Doritos are probably the loudest snack on planet Earth. Is that true? Did you know that, Jabo? I don't think they're the loudest snack. In my opinion. If you bite into like a celery stick, that's pretty loud. Yeah, and also you have to factor in the sounds that people make. Like sometimes you eat a cookie and you're like, hmm. Mm, yeah, mm. that's true. <laughs> that's going to make it louder. Well, in particular, the crunch of the Dorito has been okay, an enough. annoying thing for these online gamers. A recent study said 46% of gamers do not like the sound of other people eating while on headset playing video games. Another 41% said they feel self-conscious about making noise themselves. And 29% feel that it's so distracting that it affects their performance in the game. Yeah, that's a problem. So what are they doing about it? So enter software developer Dylan Fashbaugh, along with Doritos themselves. They've developed a new AI-powered technology that's able to listen to the sound of someone's voice and separate it from the Doritos crunch so people can play and eat without making a sound on their headset. Can they separate their voice from other crunches? I think this is specifically Doritos Crunch. They've yeah. analyzed, I think, <laughs> 5,000 hours of crunch sounds that uh-huh. they've assembled. Yeah, it's so interesting. The new iPhone, it can cancel out the sound of a running faucet. And the technology is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And it's like the clearest conversation. Sometimes it feels like we're right in the room. It's pretty wild. I wonder what's next. That's phenomenal. Kenny, what else do you have? A French company called Neoplants has developed genetically enhanced houseplants that are able to remove 30 times more indoor air pollutants than regular houseplants. Oh, that's what's next. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I'm punching the air right now. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. So there are a lot of potential indoor air pollutants, including paint, treated wood, household cleaners, insulation, unseen mold, many others. They say the best way to deal with this is to maintain good outdoor airflow, but that's hard to do if it's freezing cold outside Mm. or even if it's super hot outside. So the company's first product is called the Neo P1. It's a devil's ivy plant that comes on a custom stand that allows for maximum air cleaning properties, and it also doesn't need to be watered as often. The Neo P1 is selling for $179, and expected deliveries are coming in August of 2024. Could it take over somebody? Like, if you let it grow in your house, could it take over the house? Is it really that big of a super plant? Like, is an ivy something that crawls all over the walls? From what I know of ivies that grow outside, yeah, they can grow all over the place. But I don't know the specifics Mm. about this particular plant. I do like the idea of ivy all inside the walls, but I feel like it can like puncture through a wall. Ivy does crazy things. It does, but I don't know what the case is with this. It does come on its own stand, so maybe it stays contained to its stand. But again, I'd just be speculating there. However, 30 houseplants may be cheaper, but you have to water 30 houseplants. This one, you only have to water one plant for that kind of effectiveness. Kenny, what else do you have? There's a new piece of technology that's causing a little bit of a stir. The company Humane has unveiled its AI pin, which has a built-in camera and microphone that ingests information, but doesn't have a screen or keypad. Hmm. I saw my friends talking about this this weekend, but I didn't click on the article. What is it? So this is a wearable device 
You don't have to download any apps. The device is run by the AI-powered operating system Cosmos, which is reportedly powered by ChatGPT4 and essentially works by connecting various AI models and other tools as you need them. Huh. So what does it do? For instance, you could take phone calls on it. It doesn't have a screen, but it has lasers that can project information onto your hand. So let's say you get a phone call from producer Heather. The thing, I guess, vibrates or something, and then you touch it, and then a laser message will appear on your hmm. hand that says, Heather is calling, and then you can accept or reject the call. But also, you could look at something and then say, like, analyze this. So let's say you need to change a tire and you don't know how to change a tire. You can get down on your knee outside of the tire and it supposedly will give you instructions on how to change the tire. Combining Mm, technology with being a human being one step at a time. At the same time though, it's getting mixed reviews. Uh, One publication described it as if Google Glass had a baby with a pager from the 90s. (laughs) Wow. Another publication said it's not yet entirely clear what you're supposed to use it for. And another publication said, equal parts magical and awkward. This is what tech nerds say to one another when their <laughs> technology is not as cool as the other tech nerd. Well, Kenny, listen, we're all watching the uh, world crumble. No, it's not crumble. It's no, advance. advancement. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes well, things start out like this, a little rough, yeah. and then it you know, grows into something better. Cool. Well, if you want to read stuff on your hand... Then there it is. It's coming soon. Kenny. Well, you, you say less screens. This is less screens, yeah, TJ. Now, now your hands are screen. <laughs> Kenny, what else do you have? The 33rd installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, The Marvels, premiered in theaters over the weekend. It was estimated that it would bring in somewhere around 75 to $80 million initially at the domestic box office, which is still considered low compared to previous MCU films, but it turns out it did worse than expected. It brought in about $47 million domestically. Well, what I found interesting about this is the critics were hammering this movie. If you remember last week, they were saying this was terrible, it's the same movie you've seen 32 times. You guys both saw it. Yeah. How was it? I liked it. I enjoyed it. I do think they could have did a better job of telling the background story to the villain in the movie, hmm. but I liked it. Who was the villain? I don't even know what the villain's name is. I don't know, I don't know the villain's name. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so that sounds like a problem. But yeah. I mean, it was a good, it was a good villain. I, I see Jabo's point for sure. I mean, yes, it had some bad reviews, but overall on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 62% score from critics and 85% from the audience. Wow. So it's actually not that bad as Did you far like as it? the reviews. I enjoyed it thoroughly. What I thought that? it was funny. I thought it was entertaining. Better in the sense that a lot of these movies have been going really long, and, mm-hmm. and this one was under the two-hour mark, hour so I, I appreciated nice. that. Yeah. Nice. Well, Darbin. See, they undersold and over-delivered. The villain's name is Darbin. Darbin? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so Don't know him. Don't 40, know her. <laughs> 47 million domestic is still good enough for number one at the box office over the weekend. It brought in another 63.3 million internationally, so its global total is $110.3 million in its opening weekend. But this, this is the worst opening weekend for a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie ever. Yeah, tell them to give it a break. I think it's time. Take a couple years off. Kenny, thanks for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. 